welcome to Talking the Talk, and I'm so glad you took the time to talk to me again, my friend. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, so it's been a little while since we talked, and obviously, like you said, we talked at that sweltering hot uh, show in Winder, Georgia, which was amazing. But um, I got to ask you, you know, you're doing a lot of press for the album and stuff, which is fantastic. Rise is just completely blown me away which obviously we're going to get to but what is a question that you get asked so much that if someone asks you again like you'll just want to kick something (laughs) (laughs) um you know it's there's there's not any one question that makes me want to kick something um it's just a lot of times you know it's you know a lot of topics are covered you know the same it, it does you know i've been doing this so long you know i'm I'm happy to answer anything as many times as people want to know because i know everyone's got a different reach and a different audience that their outlet goes to so um there's not anything that like angers me <laughs> as you put it. <laughs> sometimes certain topics feel repetitive you know but um i know that you know the point of doing press is that you're reaching different audiences by mm-hmm. talking to different journalists and outlets so it's to me it's it's just you know it's part of it so nothing i haven't kicked any walls in yet so <laughs> <laughs> well that's good because i want to make sure it wasn't that question that i just asked you uh, okay know I mean? <laughs> no no there's not anything if there was i'd let you know but, you know you're gonna be like hold on don let me go kick something real quick okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, like I said, I had to say congrats on Rise, man. That is such an incredible record. And I'll be honest, like it took me a few listens and not even a few listens, not to get into it, but it took me a few listens to really grasp where you were taking me as a listener. And that's a pretty intense thing. And like I said, like I consider that, you know, as, as an artist myself would be a great thing because it wasn't an album that I just listened to and said, Oh, that was good. You mm-hmm. know, like I listened to it once and I was like, Whoa. And then I listened to it a second time and I was like, Whoa. And I listened to it a third <laughs> time and I was like, he's really taking us into this kind of dark place where you seemed to reside for quite a while uh was that your intention when making the record or was that something that just came across as the songwriting progressed um well it it all comes from the the feel the vibe the emotion that what you're feeling on a record always starts with the song and you know every record's different because you know you're at a different place in your life so you're writing about different things or maybe the same things from a different perspective um from a point of being on the on the planet a little longer than maybe when you wrote about them 20 years ago or you know (laughs) but there's a lot of uh finding strength and adversity in the writing on the record and that's that's been a subject that i've you know place that i've written from a lot you know um even going back to nobody's fool i mean a Mm -hmm. song like nobody's fool is you know that's that's finding some strength and 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 heartbreak you know right and and telling this this won't happen to me again and save me uh it's kind of like that so it's 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 not an unfamiliar territory for me to to write from so there's a lot of that on this record um so it's you know so none none of it's intentional the the writing comes starts with lyrics first it's like you know you're looking for that subject matter the title of the book what are we writing about what's the emotion mm-hmm. what's the subject so savannah and i uh, both write from that perspective of lyrics first so you know you're out in the world every day experiencing life observing life and 
you know, you're constantly analyzing your thoughts and you're saying, is, is that a song? No, 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 it's not a song. But, oh, but maybe this thought is, you know. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I've joked many times actually about, you know, you can literally be in aisle seven of Home Depot, you know, buying a mop and, you know, a song idea pops in your head. So, oh, it's happened so, many times. So, so when, it, when it's <laughs> lyrics first, when it's lyrics first, you don't have to have an instrument. Right. And so, you know, you're, you're really kind of pulling down thoughts or emotions as possible songs from as you're, you know, just living your life. So um, I've always written that way, even going back to the early stuff I did with Cinderella, even the most heavy riff driven songs started with lyrics first. So on the new record, The Death of Me is a perfect example of that. Savannah actually wrote that lyric. It just hit her like a lightning bolt one day and she mm -hmm. kind of scribbled down the lyrics um about i'd say 95 percent of them uh that you're hearing on the album and handed it to me and i read it and i was like that lyric instantly told me what that music should sound like mm -hmm. um because the verses are described that dark place that you can be in but then the chorus is an uplifting message of it's not gonna it's not gonna take you down so that's why the verses and the riff are dark and heavy and then the chorus kind of lifts to that first big G major chord, you know, when, <laughs> when it, you're not going to be that, you know, it gives a lift. So the lyrics inspire the music. And like I said, you know, it, none of it's ever intentional. Right. You, 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 you know, you're, you're kind of you're, you're pulling emotions out and every record has its own life and what it takes on. And a big part of the life of this record was the fact that we recorded it with a band that we've become so tight with now for six years of touring, not only musically, but personally too. So that energy was in the room when we recorded, you know I mean? We recorded this as a band. I mean, so many of those tracks are live from the drums up even to my lead vocal. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the, the least amount of overdubs I've ever done on a record, I would say, was, was this record. We really went for performance. Well, because yeah, one of the things I loved, like you said, you're, you're kind of touch, you know, touching a little bit on the, the kind of you know, dark matter of whatnot of the lyrics and stuff. Like to me, that kind of in, in some ways kind of harkens back a little to like, you know, I want to even say like the still climbing era of Cinderella where like, you know, those lyrics were kind of very much where you were at in your life at that point, you know, and there was some, you know, some frustration and some anger that kind of came through. Whereas mm -hmm. like, I feel like with this album, it's less anger, but it's a lot of resolve. But at the same time, it's kind of saying, okay, I want to show you what I went through. You know, you're not coming out and going, hey, it's all roses now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, you're like, hey, I went through some dark shit. So come with me and let me show you. You know what I mean? Well, I think, yeah, I think songwriting and, and music is, you know, it's, I always like when I can listen to a song and, and I feel like the person, the artist, you know, I'm, I'm getting a look inside what they went through and how they overcame it. And, you know, you, the whole picture, you know, they're really letting you in. So, you know, Jagger was very, you know, one of my heroes was just, you know, I mean, he just paints pictures, mm -hmm. you know, with, with his lyrics. And, um, really kind of lets you into the emotion you know that that was felt so um i i think that again i you know i, I can't stress enough that i think starting with the lyrics you know it it makes it it always for me and i know everyone writes a different way for me that that makes the the songs that are the most heartfelt because you it's just there's a story there mm -hmm. you know that that it, that it centers around and 
I never sit down to, to finish that story and Savannah doesn't or we don't together unless it really feels like something that you know means something to us and you know over the last six years all the songs on rise are all brand new song ideas from the time we started touring with the new band in 2013 and we collected a lot of ideas over the course of touring and at the end of last year sat down and started saying which of these ideas are the strongest ones you know and you, you know certain ones just jumped out and when you have a really great idea or a great title of the book shall we say or subject the book kind of writes itself so finishing the songs you know it, it, they they were very came together very naturally and, and easily see and, and that's another thing i wanted to kind of touch on a little bit was with the writing uh process uh, for the longest time, you were the sole songwriter. You know, you were doing everything. You were doing lyrics. You were doing music. Um, how has that dynamic changed lately or over the years now that Savannah has become somewhat of your, your 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 writing partner? Do you is there a sense of relief to it, or was it kind of hard for you to kind of relinquish a little bit of power, so to speak, to another party? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's not hard at all. Um, I, I think when you when you connect with someone uh, writing-wise, um, it's it's very easy, and I, and I think that it's I, I think it's I gravitate towards writers who who write from the place of lyrics first because it's it's you know because to me that's the inspiration is the lyrics. So, you know, I might have a lyric idea. I take it to Savannah and she goes, oh, that's cool. And, you know, she knows how to complete the thought lyrically, but then it all, she'll start singing a melody to it mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. And, you know, I've, I've written with a lot of other people too. And Savannah and I cover it with a lot of people on other writers on the way life goes. And we, we cover it with a, uh, a couple other people on rise too. Uh, Kendra Chantel, who is uh, one of our band members mm-hmm. and a great a vocalist and writer. We, we, we co-wrote, touching the divine with her and that was just really easy for the three of us to sit in a room and do because kendra also is kind of a lyrics first person so it's not uncommon to you know walk into a writing situation with us where there's no instruments such as people <laughs> sitting there with pads and paper you know or, or paper and pens and kind of pulling out lyrics and saying what do you think of this nah, that's cool i like the first part of that line but the last second part sucks what about this or you know and just literally kicking around you know so that's how i've always written so i when i started co-writing which you know it was kind of after cinderella i got more into that i moved to nashville and that's really i mean the songwriting method here is all about lyrics right and um you know so it was you know it was easy to to kind of write you know it wasn't an answer a very long way of answering your question is when you writing with people who kind of approach it the same way and that are talented it's it it doesn't feel weird at all there was no transition or you know weird you know it wasn't weird at all for me to transition into that it was actually cool because you got someone sitting in the room that comes up with a line or a melody that you never would have thought of you go thank god that's great (laughs) i I never would have thought of that so you know um so yeah, now it's cool. I mean, it makes it better to me. You know, it, it. At the end of the day, you want the song to be as good as it can be. So it's it's not a it's not something that uh, was uncomfortable in any way. Yeah, I, I totally agree because uh, I have a band here in Atlanta, and you know, I'm pretty much the 
soul writer, but I very much in, include my band, obviously, in the um, arrangement process. And it's so nice when you can bring something into someone and go, you know, it's like I always explain to people that it's kind of like bringing in like a rough line drawing and then everyone kind of adds their colors and kind of completes it, you know, and then I don't think I've ever had a song that came out the way that I brought it in. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm going, yeah. that's fucking great, man. Like that's that that's that part of that process that I love. Yeah. Is is that now, a process when, that you wished a little more for Cinderella in the past? Or is that something that you were pretty much at the time like, no, I have to do this? Um well no, I mean I I, I wrote songs with Eric on those mm-hmm. records, you know. I mean there was um well, that's you know, right. I, yeah, I and, and, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and you know, I, you know, it's just I, I've been writing. I've been writing since I was eight years old. So going into that <laughs> that first record, I had a lot of songs, you know, already before I'd even, you know, the band was even formed. So um, I, that's a craft that I've been kind of working on for a long time. Um, but in terms of you know, like arrangement and stuff, you know, we we worked in the studio and kind of like you said putting the colors in and all together uh, the writing kind of fell more on my shoulders but like i said you know i wrote some stuff with eric and i love those songs and that you know we had fun writing those and um it's uh no i mean you know i i'm very proud of the cinderella records and they came you know like like i said every record has its own journey and how it comes together mm-hmm. and you learn from each one and you take what you learn to the next one to the next one to the next one and i think our records from night songs through still climbing there was a kind of a journey and an evolution mm-hmm. and um you know hopefully i learned a few things from making those and 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 bringing s- some knowledge or wisdom into the records i'm making now you know <laughs> Um, a lot of that knowledge and wisdom was learned from Andy Johns. You know, we were really lucky yes. to have a veteran um, veteran producer uh, to kind of whip us in shape because we were greenhorns. I don't think a lot of people realize the important role of a good producer. You know, like, you know, it's like, you know, going in and recording an album is one thing. And, you know, it's kind of like my past experience with recording at home when you're doing your own thing you're kind mm-hmm. of stuck with what you have but when you have a producer that goes man you know what i think that solo would sound better on a 335 instead of your telly you know mm-hmm. and i'm going yeah really and then all of a sudden you're plugged in and you go and oh man can i take this home <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so like, yeah that, that 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 extra perspective of someone who's objective you know that has great ears is just invaluable you know it, it really is and you know in recent years it's been more self-producing and um you know savannah and i produced the way life goes but we mm-hmm. we brought in since we're both kind of close to it because we're songwriters and performing on the record we we brought in a, a third person who was an engineer and producer chuck turner who worked with us on that record and we did the same thing on this record and we were um we brought in kyle o'connor who's actually our front of house engineer who mixes us live and so oh, he knows yeah, okay he knows the band inside out but he's also a musician and an extremely talented producer so you know he was he was like that kind of objective you know person in there you know who wasn't involved say in the writing you know that could sit back and you know say you know make comment commentary on the arrangements or parts and stuff you know and the three of us worked really well together. So, yeah, it, it's invaluable. When, when you can surround yourself with really talented people that you trust, 
Um, and, you know, obviously Savannah's become my partner in that sense mm -hmm. when it comes to music, writing, production, everything. Uh, her ears are amazing. And uh, Kyle, you know, on this record was another person who was just, you know, it wasn't even a question in, in our mind, you know, that we wanted to work with him. Um, he actually ended up mixing the bonus tracks on the deluxe edition, and we were just floored by mm -hmm. um, his his skills in the studio. So, <laughs> and like I said, no nobody knows the band better. He stands in front of us every night, so he knows what we're capable of. So, but there's also something kind of uh, to be said about somebody who actually isn't directly involved in the writing process, where they can kind of mm -hmm. remove themselves from any kind of connection to the songs other than you know hearing them and saying okay this is what i hear you know because yeah. i think as artists that is where a lot of times we can kind of lose sight of what we're doing is we're too close to what we've written yeah yeah it's nice to see the reaction of kind of the thumbs up or the thumbs down <laughs> from someone <laughs> someone who wasn't involved in that process you know and um you know, uh, you know, you could see the, you know, uh, it was cool to see Kyle, not only Kyle, but the band too, bringing these songs in. They were really, uh, when we actually started arranging and tracking them, you know, they were, you know, they were very excited about them. So that, that kind of feedback is, is good either way. You know, um, fortunately on this record, <coughs> the songs where we were bringing in, everyone was very excited about, but that, you know, that can go both ways and it, and it's a good thing that it can go both ways. Right. Um, because if you're walking into the room with a song and the producer and everyone else in the band is kind of like, mm, yeah, okay. Um, then, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't a song <laughs> we should cut. Maybe we should rewrite it or maybe we should just bring in a different song. So, so you know, that feedback, whether it's positive or negative, is a good thing to have, you know. Um, but uh, what, what uh, in terms of the writing, you know, we've been collecting song ideas, like I said, for the last six years. Mm -hmm. So we really pulled out of that pile the ones that felt special. And it just this record came together extremely quickly from the writing i mean we stepped off the bus and just started looking at song ideas they just started kind of writing themselves and we'd walk in and instantly like cut two or three with the band and then go home and work on a few more and it just really the flow of it and the creativity was just you know really flowing from the beginning so it's you know it just felt like it was the right time because those creative juices were just flowing like in an effortless way from from the writing to the tracking and arranging with the band and the excitement that everyone had about the record and what we were walking out of the tracking sessions with um it just felt like it was the right time you know i think there's a season for every record and the times in between or the times that you're filling the well of inspiration and then there's a point where it's going to come out and and we felt like that's where we were last fall that it was time for it to all come out and to come out with this band, you know, right. get, it on, get it on tape and, and, and do our thing. So it's funny. Cause one of the things I've heard you ask pretty frequently, like recently and in the past is, so how often are you going to put out new material? And I think that generally most listening audiences think that this is the kind of stuff that just happens, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to write an album. Uh, you know, and yeah. I don't know that people were, like you said, I loved how you put it that, you know, 
there's kind of songwriting seasons like you kind of go through seasons you know where like you go through a writing spell and then you write what you can and then when it stops coming to you you just have to kind of go with it and hope that it comes back again you know at some point and when it does it does you know for some it might be a year for some it might be two or three yeah well for for me the you know the 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 challenge really is honestly is to not to force it because i mean i can honestly say there's been periods of my life for two years where i didn't have a song idea or a thought or wrote Mm -hmm. a song or anything and just sat there wondering man is it ever going to come back (laughs) you know and you know that happens you know but what you don't realize this is during that period you're living life you're you're experiencing things there's things that are filling that well Mm -hmm. and then at some point you know it kind of just sparks again you know but the hard thing is and I've, I just, I just insist on this. You know, you don't for in those periods of time, you don't force it because the couple, the few times that I've tried, you end up with something that's so forced sounding and so just. It usually just comes out lame, for lack of a better word. You know, so um, my method has always been to not force the writing, and it does get scary when a year or two goes by and you don't <laughs> write a song, <laughs> and you're like, "Is it ever going to come back?" And, but you, you, you kind of—it's for me—it's important to, to kind of resist the forcing it thing because when I have, it's usually not a good result. So you have to, you know. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of things that have been well publicized over the years that have interfered with the creation of new music Mm -hmm. everything from a couple of lawsuits and um health issues and voice issues and stuff that obviously get in the way of all of that and that's life and there's nothing you can do about it but even if you could remove all of that there's still that kind of seasons of you know where you kind of are creative and you're not right Cause it's funny. Cause like you said, like with everything you went through, you know, and as hard as it was, which I have to say, like, I totally commend you for not giving up because most, I mean, I, most people, even myself, I think I probably would have just given up the first time, you know what I mean? And so it shows your resilience, but at the same time, like you said, like, let's say it wouldn't have been as many drastic issues or, or serious as issues as it was, it, other things would have happened in life. Like, I don't know, like you would have broke your foot you know and something would have Mm -hmm. happened and like totally threw you out of the mindset of writing um so like with that said like as far as like do you overwrite when it comes to albums or do you find yourself like okay like i've got this much material like i don't like do you go in with like 20 something songs or do you go in with like 14 15 songs honestly other than the first cinderella record where there was like 60 songs (laughs) pretty much every record since then it's been like you have that season of creativity Mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of songs that fall out and you kind of write the ones that feel the strongest or the most meaningful and and that's it i mean it's not to say that there's not other song ideas that are floating around but what like you know for each record the songs that were written and, re- were, and recorded are the ones that are on the record. And it's not like there's, you know, a bunch of masters laying around that were never released or that kind of thing. You know, I, I think, honestly, the, the, the ones that are on Rise, the 11 songs, are the first 11 that we wrote. Mm-hmm. Now, there were other ideas that we didn't pursue that are still floating around that could end up being songs on a future album. But 
No, I typically don't overwrite and have never over-recorded anything. <laughs> There's no, like, vault full of, like... Um, <laughs> There's not going to be a lost Tom Kiefer album somewhere. <laughs> no, no. There's not, you know, a few crappy demos laying around, but nothing, you know. <clears throat> well, no, it's kind of always been like, you know, uh, Long Cold Winter was written on the road for night songs, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, those songs just kind of fell out, and boom... There weren't any extras, and you know each, each record's kind of been that way. Um, there are a few, a few leftover ideas on the way life goes that mm-hmm. are still floating around. That you know maybe we would revisit at some point, but nothing really, com- you know, solidly complete. And kind of the same with this record. You know, we kind of we wrote those eleven, and they felt great. There you have it. So as a writer, I know I've experienced this and I've always wanted to ask you this question because I love asking some of my favorite songwriters this question. Is there ever anything you look back on that you've written and recorded and that makes you kind of cringe and go, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I don't know that I want to name any. But, <laughs> but yeah, 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 of course there is. And a lot of times it's more... Honestly, sometimes it's most of the time it's more from a standpoint of performance or how it was produced. Right. Because that, that can, can completely change your perception of a song, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some stuff in the early days with Cinderella. I don't love the vocal performances on or I, I mm-hmm. looking back on it, I don't like the production. Um, it's usually not the song so much, you know. It's You kind of look back and say, wow, I wish we'd mix that a little different or i wish i'd sang that a little different or better or something but uh, most of the songs i'm I'm, you know i'm pretty happy with so one of the things you do a lot on especially since uh the way life goes and uh, doing these tours is that you definitely mix in some you know some fan favorites some oh you know classic cinderella tunes and whatnot Mm -hmm. and Sometimes, like, they work so well with the new songs. I have a hard time deciding if the new songs have just held up really well or if the new, or, I mean, the old songs held up really well or if the new songs just sound old, which is, like, a good thing because it's a very cohesive, you know, sound. You know, like, they mm-hmm. just really all mesh together. Is there a particular song that you haven't played in a while or ever that you would love to see? let's say like bring out with this band say like you know what i've never played this one let's do this one um i don't know um you know we did uh i mean we've we've kind of rotated a lot of the cinderella stuff over the six years we've changed that up every year where we're kind of you know we always play the the hits because everyone wants to hear those and we've we've really tried to change out some of the more uh album track kind of stuff i mean i, I played I, I don't know um played you know a, lo- a lot of them uh with obviously with cinderella and with this band so I, mm-hmm. I can't i can't think of one that comes to mind where i'm like you know i really wish we played this one i mean a couple of years ago i hadn't done long cold winter in a long time and we decided to do it with this band and we put a little bit of our own stamp on it uh kendra and savannah do some cool vocals with me on it and that was really cool to pull out and it's actually still in the show Yes. So that was like an album track I hadn't done in a while, and we pulled it out with this band. So, you know, we kind of do what we want, and we pull things out here and there. Um, and uh, and and certainly, you know, with the, the way life goes over the course of the time we toured with that, we played kind of just rotating songs in and out, played almost the whole record, I think, over the course of the, the cycle. And we're mm-hmm. just getting started with this one. We've, we've got about three in the set now, but 
I anticipate we'll be adding more now that the record's been released and probably rotating things as we're supporting it through next year. So can't really think of it. Nothing really jumps out that, you know, that I would say, wow, I've never done this one. I really want to do it because we, we've, we've covered a lot of ground in the six years we've been out. Because <laughs> one of the things I'll I mean, we've to- done still climb. I mean, we did, we did the title track from still climbing for, one tour we opened with it and um so great yeah and we did sick for the cure i think was the song we opened with the very first year we were out so i mean mm-hmm. we, we actually even did one for rock and roll in its entirety the first year we were out <sighs> so and like song. i said you know we really kind of ran the gamut on the way life goes and i'm sure we will on this record too yeah because one of the things i have to say is that it's always impressive to me when an artist has new material and their live shows are pretty much dominated by new songs and that really shows a sense of pride not just in the new material but in your band because you know the key for band is what you guys are known as and you know you've said this a few times that like kind of stepping from out of the shadow of your own name (laughs) kind of has created this comfort level for you Yes, I, I, I've always wanted to be part of the band, so it's refreshing that early on the fans recognized that there was a real chemistry as a band, and they came up with the hashtag Keeper Band Online, and we saw that, and it's like our logo now, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think we're the only band that has a hashtag in our logo. I may not be 100% <laughs> accurate in saying that, but um, but the fans came up with that, so it was it was, actually was very comforting, as you said to me, that they viewed it as a band because I never wanted to be really a solo artist. You know, it's it's kind of cool just being part of the gang. I think Cinderella, at least for me, you know, being a fan since Night Songs, I have to say was that even though, like, I always had to say, like, I loved Cinderella and I still do. It was more of the songs that I loved more than anything. So, of course, with you and the songs kind of coming through, I'm going to want to support you as the songwriter, not as you know just you as the person does that make sense mm-hmm. you know well I, I yeah i i know what you mean it's the i mean to me the, the everything starts with the songs mm-hmm. you know none of none of this is possible without a song you know that's kind of the foundation that uh, an artist or a musician that goes out and makes records and tours and you know it's with if you don't you know it starts with a song so i think ultimately that's the foundation of it all so yeah that make, makes perfect sense to me and i guess to bring it around full circle is that one of the things that was a big uh honor for me was to once again meet you when you were here when you were in georgia at the winder show and i got to present you with an essay that's going to be in my book next year that was a, a sign, at least I, I hope to you, of what your music and Cinderella in general inspired me to actually write that. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah. do you ever get tired of hearing someone say something like that, like that you're an inspiration to them? Um, well, no. I mean, that's that's a you know a, a meaning i mean that's the ultimate thing is that you know if you can touch someone's life in an inspirational or a positive way no that's not something that you would ever get tired of hearing because that's that's the most meaningful compliment i guess that you can get as someone that's putting it some form of art out into the world or music and it and it and it touches someone's life in a positive way then that's you know that's uh, you know always a nice thing to hear so 
Cinderella and your music and everything has been the soundtrack to my life since I was a kid and it's just great to still have you around (laughs) Uh, well thanks it's good to be around (laughs) I appreciate it my friend thank you so much for doing this and I appreciate having you and I so look forward to uh, seeing you again and um, I'll have to make sure I get you a copy of my book cool well I would love to to have one and um it was great talking to you again and um i believe i saw the uh, a pretty nice review you did of our record so we appreciate that oh excellent and, thank uh, you <laughs> yeah yeah appreciate that very much so well good talking to you my friend and you have a great day and i'm sure we will see you down the road you too and best of luck with the album and give my best to the band absolutely my friend you have a good day you too tom take care bye-bye bye-bye Yeah!